Lomiva. My name is Lando Lomiva, and I'm your host for the Itoako podcast. It is a podcast about Filipinos and their struggles and about our culture and experiences. And we're here to talk about them and share them with everyone under the sun. So please take a seat back and enjoy the ride. So hello, everybody, and welcome to the Itawako podcast. My name is Lando Bonueva, and I am your host for today. And we are joined by Michelle Lim, and she's going to be talking about her experiences as a Filipino of overseas in the EU, Qatar, and Bahrain. And yeah, so starting off, you know, tell us something about yourself and who you are. Yeah, for having me. Okay. Great being here. Uh, it's, it's great seeing your idea and go to on top of social media. So that means like, this is something I've always wanted to do. To, any, to anyone who does want to listen to me, I love talking about being a Filipino, specifically being outside of the Philippines. So right. it's a great opportunity. I'm obviously 100% Filipino from both parents' side. My my parents moved to Brooklyn before I was born. So I was born and raised there. Um, then I graduated high school to university in the Philippines for a bit. Not for a bit, until I graduated. And then since then, I've come back to the Gulf, where I've lived, as you mentioned, in Doha, Qatar. And then later, now here I'm based. Going off of your experiences, what is your upbringing like? Um, was it very Filipino? When, when you were growing up in Qatar, Bahrain, and the UAE? I'd say it was very ordinary. Even uncidental. Like, when, when you told me what I had to talk about at first, I had doubts. Like, should I even be on this? Because my childhood is so simple. But, you know, it's, I think everyone has a very right. doubt. So, yeah, Bahrain is like a tiny island in the Gulf. And it's, we had a comfortable childhood. I had a comfortable childhood. We all had problems. Everyone knows each other. You know, I had six siblings and conservative religious parents who both worked five days a week. You know, we had lunch and dinner together. During the weekend, we go to church, have uh, meet up with other people from the Filipino community. Yeah, it was very ordinary. I can't think of anything, you know, that was unique or not right. in a bad way. <laughs> I have lots of memorable experiences, but there's nothing, you know, like, wow. Yeah, because, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, we were six siblings growing up, because, you know, there's no love big families. No, it was never too boring, because we'd always be right. so busy, <laughs> you know, watching movies together. Oh, yeah, that, too, me too, me too, with, 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 with my family. Yeah. And, and, and when you mentioned all those things, I'm like, dude, it's like living in, in, in the Philippines. It's like you know, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's somewhere different from every Filipino that's going uh, on 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 the Sunday mass and doing like Simbungabi. <laughs> yeah, well, right? No, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, my parents did. My parents still did exactly. That's why I'm saying that it felt um, it wasn't too different from actually growing up in Philippines. Of course, there were major differences, like not actually being there, but in terms of the community I grew up. So, I just want to poke a little bit more about, like, during your time in the EU, Bahrain, and all these different countries. Did it 
ever feel like you were different because of your culture, being Filipino and being a Filipino in a different country than in Filipino. How I felt? Like, how, how, how did you... Like how yeah, right, right. right. Sorry. Uh, so, how did you feel about, like, you know, being Filipina in a different country? Because obviously there's all these different races and in, in, in these different areas. So, did you ever feel like, oh, you know, I'm not a part of their quote-unquote, like, community or a, a part of uh, the culture? I didn't have any kind of thoughts growing up. Maybe because of the <laughs> But no, this wasn't something that I ever thought about growing up because um, I don't know if you're familiar with people who live in GPT. Everyone here is a resident. No one stays here, like, becomes permanent resident. Oh. Residents. So, yeah, you can't get a passport here. And so, with that mindset, everyone around me was same. Even in school, you know, we had people from all different nationalities, but we all knew that we were just, we were all going through the same thing. So, I was a third culture kid, even if that term wasn't coined, or maybe it was, but, you know, there was no internet, so there was no way of us knowing a lot of terms, and everyone around me was going through the same thing, and I was oblivious to anything else, because this was the only reality I knew. So, no, I didn't have these kinds of times when I felt like, oh man, I didn't belong here. And like I said, because my upbringing wasn't so different from my cousins at home, annually when we would go home, you know, okay, there was a bit of a language barrier because I, I didn't speak Filipino, but that was it. Probably like everything else just felt like, okay, I, I knew in the back of my head, this is home, and behind is where I'm staying now, like this is my second. So with your culture, you obviously grew up very, very Filipino. So do you consider yourself like Filipino slash Arab or, sorry, I, I, I don't know the, the, the terminology, but like, do you, do you, do you consider yeah. yourself a part of those, like those, those countries? Even though like, like, like you said, you didn't have to get a passport. It's like a, like a, like a, not a permanent thing, but. I don't consider myself Arab at all. And honestly speaking, to, to do so, but I mean, no offense to other people yeah. who feel like that, like they've been here long enough and they think that it's good for them, but nothing about my childhood and everything you just heard or life reflects their culture. I feel exactly like what I am, which is an expat living in their country who grew up alongside Arabs. And you have to remember in this part of the world, there in, in, when I say this part of the world, I mean GPT, so, you know, specifically the um, countries I grew up in, which is Bahrain, Qatar, and Uruguay, there are more expats oh, okay. than locals. Locals are always a tiny percent of the population. So there's just as many cultures, nationalities as well as you know, Indian, Pakistan, Egyptian, Indian, Lebanese, Thai. So, you know, that, that's like asking me, do I feel like no. I'm all of those? No. <laughs> I feel like I'm healthy to grow up with everyone else and including locals in those two countries. So with all of that, did you ever feel like, oh, like, I am so sure of my identity, I knew where I'm going. And so it, you, you, you probably didn't think, think about that. So did you ever go into a field that your parents kind of like pushed or nudged you towards? Yeah, of course. I, I grew up in a very, very Filipino household. So 
among others, among all the things I can list down to, um, you know, uh, it's funny because a lot of times people will, you know, dismiss me. They're not so close to me because I, you know, you don't have the action right. all over or something. But yeah, list like a hundred or other things against those two things that they say. But yeah, that is one of them. So my parents are both engineers and they wanted one of their six kids to be engineers. And I was a fifth kid and the first four <laughs> didn't pick engineers. So they were like, okay, there's only two of you left. <laughs> what are you going to do? I was like, oh man, you know, engineering is really boring. I mean, You're right. <laughs> for me, <laughs> so I took up architecture and that made them, you know, Oh wow, no. So you never got like, oh, why don't you try the nursing route? Because like I, I definitely were was nudged into that 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 role. I was seeing certification. I never used it, even though I am certified. They wanted me to become a nurse, but I went to film school. <laughs> um, my older sister went Dude. to film school, so she got a lot of stuff for it. So, so yeah, so they were telling me like. Doctor, right? You know, the usual stuff. So I, so I took up uh, architecture, which I really enjoyed, but then, same like you, to disappoint me further. Now I'm not technically practicing. And I never you never took a boring job? Oh my gosh. No, but. Because the is not required here as a professor abroad. And this is a whole right. different topic, but you know, I wanted to go there. So, you know. I made them happy for a few years, and then I think usual changing things. No, no, it's it's totally all good. I know where you're coming from. I've, uh, I'm pretty sure like no parent like ever would would would, would think like maybe their 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 kid would do like a musician or become like a a, a film student. Or, or follow that, that kind of path, and that's okay because, like, there's a lot of Filipinos that could be trailblazers in those kind, kinds of fields, you know. And I wish I be talent. I would totally be like in the street, but I need my friends. Yeah, me, me too, me too. So, <laughs> with all of that, did you ever feel like um your your passions in the field that that, that you chose? Is something that you truly like were like all about like like that's something that I could see myself doing for forever. I mean, obviously now I'm like you're 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 not practicing, but was that something that you were feeling during that time? The uh, thing is, I want to say the same. I really love architecture, and it's so interesting. And so now, you know, even if I get out of the field, I still always love it. It's so cool. It's so interesting. Like. Art and science put together, you know, it, 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 it's art that you can experience, that you experience every day. I'm still technically in the industry, oh. <laughs> but I'm not doing design or construction. So at the moment, I'm doing business development in an art sector. So oh, that's cool. Uh, and that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I like it because I still get to be around the field that I enjoy so much, but I'm also still trying to figure out what I want to do, you know, something that makes me happy. And I know, I know this is something that, you know, a lot of us the older generation, maybe especially yeah. Asian parents, feel, which is such a, you know, such a millennial, naive way of thinking. Like, just do what makes you get money. 
I can still sort of do this whole right. soul searching thing of what I want to do with my life instead of just sticking to this and just being content. I do realize that's a very privileged position to be in because I'm still relatively <laughs> young. And, and I do realize that it's a privilege and, you know, they, they can't necessarily relate to my like many parents, but the whole older generation, you know, they had kids and everything and they were like 21. So it's not, they, they can't relate to me, you know, a 30 year old saying, oh, I can't even figure out what I want to do with my life. I want to do what I enjoy. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Just make money. No. No, that's the same way my my parents were. They're like, you know what, become a nurse or become a doctor. I'm like, I don't even know if I can do doctor. I don't even know if I can do nursing. I'm like, oh, you have too much expectations of me. I'm like, no, no, I I I I, I totally get that. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a typical like Filipino uh, trait to to want that for for their children and to have those kind of expectations. I mean, they they always mean well, and they 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 love us all the same. They they just want us to go in a path where they feel like we can provide for ourselves and for our families, our future families. And this isn't necessarily a Filipino thing. I think I'm mm. our generation, the millennials, and the younger generation. I I just like that you know, more people realize that it isn't you know end all be all kind of situation. Like I have to just stick to this. You know, I, I, I realize at the end of the day, you know, realistically speaking, you have to get a job that earns. But then I think our generation is just more right. open minded, you know, and we know that things like mental health and all of that all pass faster play an important role so you don't die unhappy or, you know, stick to a job where you're getting complete bullshit from your employers. So I appreciate that fact. And like you said, there are a lot of amazing Filipinos in right. the field. And I'm glad they're getting more recognized because that's what they deserve. These laws are amazing. Right. But, you know, they're not, they're also being doctors and lawyers and engineers, but if they want, then they should pursue the rest of the creative side of their employees. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. So I kind of want to go back into what we were talking about the, the Philippines, like being in the Philippines. So what was one of the experiences where you were like, okay, uh, I am totally different. Like, like, what's that one piece of like moment where you're like, yeah, this is, I'm, 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 I'm different here, but everyone looks like me. I don't know. Well, I guess I used to feel that way. Like, okay, you asked me if I felt you know, like foreigner in Philippines, I used to feel that way. But literally, my first year, which is, you know, probably what anyone experiences once they move to new country, even if that's your home country and you haven't been there for ages, you know, it takes a while to adapt. But it wasn't something that happened for too long. Yes, I, until the day I left, you know, like speaking to people at shops and stuff and then thinking that I'm not Filipino because. Okay, I don't, well, because I speak English, and I guess I can look like I'm, I don't know, Indian or something. Really? Else. Like, I get to really? see a lot you of look so Filipino. Well, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Even here, even here, all the time. It's like a game of the world. Oh, my gosh. It's like, as soon as I enter, I'll see 
very um the I got that a lot. Yeah, I didn't actually experience that. Uh, what happened was at first, yeah, okay, culturally, you know, language barrier and people only see me for oh that person who speaks English, the person who's not from here. I obviously experienced that at first, but that didn't stay for too long. I actually, what I did experience was the opposite, where I felt like, okay, you know, like I am Filipino after all, despite those differences, which is the reason why, even if I've only lived in Philippines seven years of my life, which is like one fourth, you know, I, I still want to go back there. I still want to live there. And it, I, I've never felt closer despite not living Oh, okay. There. Oh, okay. So, with your diversity days, not talking about the the language barrier with like the goggles, but like more on like the studies. Was it hard? I mean, were you were you were studying? Were were you studying like general stuff, or were you studying architecture? Oh, wow. 
it's so welcoming and enriching and honestly humbling. Like, oh, you, you thought you were smart? <laughs> and that's like, by the first time they, you know, make you think twice and uh, everyone goes through the exact same thing. And, you know, aside from being exposed to all these people, like I mentioned, some of the subjects, you know, we have obviously a lot of these subjects which made me and I guess everyone, everyone else, you know, politically aware. It's just like, you know, it's just like a reality kind of thing where you're like, okay, you know, it's not just you. This is what's happening to the country. Okay, like wake up from your comfort zone and all of this. This is a situation that's happening to lots of people and all of the seminars or I know this is a bit controversial, but even... Oh, yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) Just, just, I mean, maybe they're brainwashing you think one way, but because you see all of this happening in front of you... Right, yeah. You know, Uh, they give you the opportunity so you're not so sheltered, you know, like, okay, we're just learning about architecture 101 and this, and then, you know, you you learn this, and then off to the real world, and you're like, fuck, you know, they give you... You basically have a chance to experience this like on a, you know, um, micro level before you actually live it. Right, because like there's, there's a world outside of, of, of that uh, dorm or that classroom, uh, especially right, right near um, all these sort of events that are happening, you know, and you, you, you can't just like turn your cheek and just like not look at it because these are real things and these are real issues that people face. And it's especially is an issue about Filipinos too, right? And, and it, and it's, it's, it's something that we shouldn't just ignore, even though it's, you know, controversial or political. But yeah, oh my gosh, like when you mentioned like gender studies and stuff, I did all of that. <laughs> I did all of that too. Actually, like two, two semesters ago. But anyway, if there's one advice, just just to end close, if there's one piece of advice that you would give to other people that you received from your parents, what would it be? Like the most important one. I know I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> no, let me think about this. Advice from my parents. The thing is, it wouldn't be like proper, you know, direct advice, you know, quote unquote, this is what they said. It's more of just, I appreciate that they didn't make us try to dismiss or hide the fact that they were Filipinos. I know they should have thought it better for the people <laughs> but, but everything else, you know, I, like I said, it's, my childhood didn't feel so different from my cousins who, who I didn't yeah. want to hear. So I, I appreciate that and I want to make sure that I do the same. I want to make sure that, you know, I do realize there's a lot of not so good, you know, yeah, right. that can definitely, right. you know, <laughs> be forgotten. But the, a lot of our upbringing was very centered around the fact that this is how we are as Filipinos. And even if we are away from home, it doesn't mean that you have to forget who you are, be ashamed of who you are. This is something I think that if I didn't grow up in a household like this, I probably would not feel the same way as I do now, even if I went to meet people, you know? And, uh, and 
no need to point fingers, but I do know people who have been brought up to think very differently because these things weren't, you know, like reinforced right. in their head growing up. And I don't mean like a big washing thing. It's just, I mean, why would you, why should you be ashamed of the fact that you're from another country? That it makes no sense. It, it doesn't make sense to try to hide your identity because that's just your identity. And I, I mean proper identity. I don't just mean Nova and Lucia and like, you know, celebrate, oh, I'm Filipino. Yeah, there's so much more to that. Yeah, I, I'd say that pretty much it. I just appreciate the fact that they, they were brought up like this. Although I still hold the dirty dumb things. I know, that's, 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 yeah, no, it's just out there. But yes, thank you so much for being on the show. And I, I really do appreciate you like giving your perspective and sharing about your life and your experiences. And hopefully that, you know, someone out, out there can relate in, in some, some way, shape, or form. But yeah, thank you so much for doing this podcast. Yeah, just good vibes and hopefully that everything in, in life really just works out for you. Thank you. No, I really enjoyed it. It was so fun. I've been wanting to, I mean, you know, I've been wanting to, like I said, talk to more people. And, you know, obviously, this is limited, but there's so many more things I'd love to talk to people about. But the idea that so many people can tune into your podcast and listen to my talk and other people in the coming episodes, share their experiences, and, you know, like I said, how back then, I didn't know that everyone around the world was doing the same thing, but something like, you know, because mm. of the internet, more group like couple, looking at traits, or even right. couple Asian traits, or all <laughs> these things, and now even this podcast, you suddenly see that, you know, like, I think this is a huge step in people being more accepting of their cultural identity. Because now you realize, instead of being ashamed, or just being close to your community, now people celebrate it, and with others, you know, like, if you want to know more about our culture, you want to know about our language, you know, we have really good movies, we have really good music, and so I think, you know, this platform and with many others, it's, it's amazing that it was for many Filipinos, Asians, to feel maybe lost or, or unsure, I think this is a great way for people to come together and, you know, listen to what the others have to say and maybe not even agree. You know, there might be some controversial things right. on a lot of things, which is fine. I think as much conversation is there. Right. Oh, my gosh. Just give some, like, you're, you're so eloquent. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, hope, hope, hope everything is, is great with you. I, I enjoyed our talks.